0: Hello, and welcome to Stuff We've Seen, 2023 Oscar nomination edition. This is your host, Jim, um, and with me always is uh, my co-host. He is the movie-going partner of Joyce Carol Oates, Teal. (laughs) How's it going, buddy?
1: Oh, man, yeah, we've been having a great time going to the movies.
0: You caught the Fablemans together? (laughs)
1: We yeah we uh, well she was really she kept coming over for my uh, Spielberg catch up sessions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's not a big fan Uh, apparently.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, I thought I hated some Spielberg, but uh, turns out I'm I'm just an amateur.
0: Well, I'm sure that Joyce Carol Oates will be very pleased with the great showing of nominations that Blonde received by the (laughs) Razzies yesterday.
1: Oh, yes. I did notice a few on nom- it Now, that's the kind of film that should get Razzie's. I feel like Absolutely. Morbius is an easy target, but Blonde is, you know, I feel like Razzie's should be for movies that tried for something great
0: did. I didn't even try for something great. It certainly tried for something pretentious, and it succeeded on that level. It, it, it tried for some, but it, it, it more than say Morbius was trying for something. You know what? The funny thing is, right when Blonde was going to come on Netflix, I was very excited about it, and yeah, I remember I was thinking, oh, we'll do an episode on uh, Blonde and maybe like, yes. you know, tie it in with some, uh, you know, Marilyn Monroe movies and stuff, and we'll have a yeah, whole conversation
1: we about doing that.
0: But then the movie came out; it was so terrible that I was like, I'm not wasting my time. I didn't even finish watching it. I kind of gave you permission because, I mean, I would not tell my worst enemy to sit through that whole thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it, oh man, yeah, that that was a rough one. So, I'm sure it got lots of Oscar nominations.
0: Well, that's going to be the question, right? Will it receive any nominations? Now, uh, for anybody that's new to this whole thing with uh, Jim Teal, every year since we started this program, we have done an Oscar nominations episode. Uh, People seem to love it, uh, get lots of uh, hits on this particular uh, thing that we do. And even last year when uh, we weren't really doing the program, I was kind of doing that uh, movie Morlock thing, you did find time uh, to sit in for an Oscar. We haven't missed a year. And we're not missing this year.
1: Yeah, in like five years maybe.
0: (laughs) Yep. And uh, this year they're supposed to do all the nominees – uh, during the live broadcast so i will go back to watching uh, which i didn't last year still never watched a single moment oh. of it except for the slap which everybody had seen the slap a bunch of times <laughs> <laughs> um, and so anyways uh i'm gonna do it it looks like the printout i have is in the same order that they announced the oscars this year Oh, okay. Yep. So I'm going not like with I'm going with the first categories that they announced. Yeah. So um, we're going to start right off. Okay, everybody. Uh, Best supporting actor. Now, uh, again, for those that are not initiated into this, Teal will does not pay attention in the morning. He will not uh, look and peek. So he has no idea who gets nominated. I do. I know all the nominees. I've done the analysis. But it's new for well, Teal. not only that. I have
1: not been paying that much attention to the awards race. So I'm not really even sure who's in contention for a lot of these. Yeah, so like, I, you know, if I was going to guess supporting actor, I, I don't even know where to begin.
0: Well, you know, I guess it will be a surprise. Now, I, I do follow and it's hard. The, the way it is now is you have always like the same names that are in contention. They get nominated, right. they get awards notice. So, some of these people get in because of that. But then you have the bloggers and they throw out names, right. not necessarily because the performances or the films are that good, but that they have some kind of agenda as to why they want them. And a lot of it you know, has to do with diversity and inclusion. And yeah. I think they throw these names out there Uh, Like shooting like kind of fish in a barrel and hoping to get in or that they don't get in so that they can, you know, blame the Academy for not being uh, inclusive enough. And that was even happening this morning. You know, now – uh, a few years ago, you used to have to kind of hunt and find to maybe find a live broadcast of the Oscars, or right. you might get to see the major awards, but they don't give you the whole, you know, spiel. Now it's a whole production, and it's really well done online. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, ABC is the partner, and so they broadcast this whole thing live, but they have the their analysis on prior, and then oh, okay, then the uh, they take a break from they do like a chunk of awards they take a break then right. the analysts like start talking about like what they think so far and then it comes back um and the presenters this year were Allison Williams you know from uh, M3gan yeah. as i call it instead of Megan <laughs>
1: <laughs> M3gan
0: and and Riz Ahmad, uh, you know from um, yeah. Sound Metal and stuff so they were great i mean they didn't make one single flaw and they're probably the best right. uh Nomination <laughs> introducers that they've had, uh, so I think I would just tap them for every year. Quite honestly, for uh, every, but the analysis panel on ABC were were really kind of obnoxious. They they like I, I bet they had this foursome that was the ultimate in diversity and inclusion. And prior, you had this one woman that was I sort of joking, but says that if Angela Bassett doesn't get in for uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, she's going to walk off the stage. Uh And I'm like, so that's your criteria. It doesn't matter if like there's better performances. If Angela Bassett's not in the mix, you're out. (laughs) And and that was kind of like, I think that encapsulates the whole way that the foursome was talking about movies. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, uh, back to Best Supporting Act. People are like, this is six minutes in, people. Where are my nominations? (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, if you're waiting for us to tie the nominations, then then you're a real patient person. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) first nominee is uh, Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inishirin. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. It was expected. Uh, A little bit of a a surprise here on this next one is Brian uh, Tyree Henry for Causeway which is the uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence movie I had talked about. Yeah that that you saw. Yeah, I did and you loved <laughs> I did not. Um, I didn't hate it. It was a very <laughs> nice little movie. Uh, however, I yeah. will say that Brian Tyree Henry was a standout in the movie. Okay. you know whether or not he deserved the nomination, I don't know, but uh, he, he right but but
1: not. No, but it's not like- not totally out of left field.
0: No, yeah. he was being thrown in the conversation, but he was one of those names that it was like, oh, you know, it's going to probably be an all-white slate. So if he doesn't get in there, now we can, you know, Hollywood reporters, diversity and inclusion writers, which they do have, by the way, they can lead the charge of how uh, racist <laughs> the Academy is. But Ryan, okay. <laughs> Instead, it was- Instead, the, the, um, the line's been- not inclusive enough for black actors in Oh interesting you can you're not gonna okay. there's never gonna be a satisfaction there. So anyways, uh the third nominee for supporting actor is Judd Hirsch in The Fablements. Oh that's
1: weird because you know I had heard a mention of that. And so I thought maybe I was just surprised at how small his role actually
0: is. He's he's really got one scene. He only um, has one scene but that it, that's the way it used to be though. That's the way supporting actor was those great one scenes. Yeah. And not not you're, lately. Yeah, you're right. But not lately. Like so yeah, I think so. the surprises that he got in because it seems like they like to give people who have a bigger supporting role.
1: Right. And also I just thought, you know, it was good, but I it, it, I wasn't that excited about his performance. It just seemed like a really solid Judd Hirsch performance. Do
0: you get excited about anybody's performance?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, I, I I will tell and, you that, <laughs> and, and and we may have we may have the opportunity to talk
0: about one of those. Today. Okay. Maybe. Um, I've seen the list, so I don't know. Don't get excited. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, before The Fablemans came out, there was a lot of talk about Judd Hirsch. And then I'd only seen a clip of him in the trailer, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible. So, my expectations right. was really low on what he was going to be in the movie. And I was surprised. I actually thought, okay, it's not hammy, and it's actually an important right. part of the movie. And he was really good. Now, whether or not I would have nominated him, I don't know. But he's nominated. Yep, okay. I'm I'm not I don't
1: think that's a terrible thing.
0: Okay. And now the next nominee double dose for the Banshees of Inishiran, Barry uh Kogan or Keegan. Keegan? Yeah. Keegan? Which uh Ke- Keegan You know, I didn't like his performance the first time I watched uh, Banshees. I mean, I didn't hate it. It just didn't grab me. But I liked his performance much better. Uh, My second viewing of Banshees, which I just did last night with my wife and my youngest, um, was 11. But he loved the Banshees of his and he thought it was really funny.
1: Yeah, I was uh, a little conflicted about that performance at first, but I ended up really liking it. Especially there was a scene or two where I started really listening to his dialogue. Yeah, and I and I realized that the dialogue was actually in this one scene was really straightforward and kind of standard dialogue, and he made it so interesting and weird.
0: Well, he he's uh, a guy who's I guess he's like he, he's kind of dubbed the village idiot, but I don't think he's as right. stupid as he's being made out. He's just not listened to.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, he's dismissed, and I think that's part of the movie is these characters who other people don't listen to what they have to say, and they dismiss them as certain, like, simple people. Right. Or as they say yeah. in the movie, dull people. Dull people are too nice, yeah. Plus, Barry, uh, you know, it's interesting is that he was in another movie with Colin Farrell, as we know, that yes. we've talked about, that uh, killing of the sacred deer, um, and he's yeah. great in that. So, you know, it's, so it's a first nomination for him. And then the fifth nominee is Ki-Hue Kwan, short round, From everything, everywhere, Uh, all at once. Yeah,
1: and see, and that's practically a lead performance. It's not really, but it's what did uh, no, but but it's that classic, very lead supporting performance. Um, Yeah, Uh, he's fantastic. I'm really glad he got nominated. I think that's great.
0: Yep, and. I would say he's the odds-on favorite to win. He seems to be really, like, captivating people. I think they like his story, the fact that, you know, after 40 years of not being in any movies, people didn't even, you know, had to be told that that's the guy from, you know, The Goonies and stuff. And and it is great. And I think where he gets to really shine is in the latter part of the movie where it kind of goes into a fantasy. and they kind of do those uh, Wong wise <laughs> rip off scenes and oh, I thought oh <laughs> yes yes and I thought that was great and so yeah it is a great success story and out of the five nominees I think he's got it um, and that would be probably a fun moment
1: that's fantastic yeah
0: the person that was left out I mean there's probably several people that could have been nominated but the one that everybody thought was going to get nominated and didn't and this is an interesting because you just talked about how Judd Hirsch has the small scene in the Fablemans get yeah. supporting but Paul Dano was favored to get a nomination for the Fable oh. and didn't.
1: Wow. I mean, again, almost a lead role, right? But
0: I'm not shocked by that. Well, there you go. You know, but yeah. I think this is the year where they actually, the people that are in the movie all really had supporting performances. So, Brendan Gleason really right. is supporting. Yeah. Uh, Brian Tyree yeah. Henry is definitely supports in the movie. Uh, Barry Keegan, yeah. he definitely supports. And so, you know, I, I think that was interesting. But now we're going to move on. Yeah.
1: Unless you have okay, any other thoughts on, on supporting
0: actor. No. Nope. Supporting actress. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. she won't have to leave the stage on ABC because Angela Bassett nominated for Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Okay. I haven't seen uh, the movie, fair disclosure.
1: I haven't seen the movie, so I'm not going to comment on her performance, but I generally uh, am a fan of hers.
0: I am too. I mean, I will say it is the first time an actor from a Marvel movie has been nominated for anything. Is that so? Yeah interest all those great classic actor performances in Marvel movies yeah
1: I'm, just, I'm surprised that i was expecting christian bale to get nominated this year but
0: <laughs> for that terrible thor movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> for that thor movie yeah
0: um so i have not seen black panther wakanda forever i will see it when it hits disney and so i can't judge um it does seem like she is like the the favorite to win if nothing because she's Angela yeah. Bassett and you know her performance 30 years ago and what love got to do with it probably should have won in a just year probably but, <laughs> should have won yeah um but she didn't anyways the next contestant <laughs> on academy is right is Hong Xiao uh from the whale oh uh, okay yep haven't now, seen it you saw it i did see it uh she's good in it um You know, I don't know if I would have nominated her or not, but I thought she was good in it. And I like her. Uh, She's in the menu. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, she's the sort of of second in command there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and she's also got a great role in, um, what is that? thing that they did on HBO a few years ago. That's terrible. <laughs> and I can't even cut it out because we're doing it sort of live. Um, you know, it'll come to me. Anyways, yeah, she was great in that thing. I can't remember. Okay. Um, next contestant is, uh, or or nominee is Carrie Condon, Banshees of Inishirin.
1: Okay, good. I was hoping for, the, for she, that. She's
0: fantastic in it. She's fantastic, yeah. Um, now, next, this is and a... She, she oh,
1: could. She, this is that's also the kind of nomination that can give you a real career boost.
0: It can. And she's been doing things for years. Of course, we all know her as Mike Trout's daughter-in-law on- Daughter-in-law. Yeah, daughter-in-law
1: breaking call Saul.
0: breaking call Saul. yeah she's yeah they the the (laughs) kid changed throughout the years but she stayed the same yeah uh (laughs) yeah
1: so she's she's great but yeah no she's definitely she's been working for years but this could give her a little more visibility and uh, a little career boost which is great when that happens
0: yep now speaking of i guess career boost this is a long time i guess coming i don't know if she's ever been in a film that should have been nominated for her acting or not, but Jamie Lee Curtis gets her first nomination for everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: That's fantastic.
0: I know. I mean, I can't be happier. Like it's just great. You know, she seems to be an all around great person and uh, I'm glad to see it. And And then it's a great role. It is a great role. Fun. Yeah. But she's got competition. Oh, yep. Her co-star Stephanie Hugh, From Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, is also nominated. She's the daughter of Michelle Yeoh, and she's great in the movie as well.
1: Oh, man, that is some stiff competition.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and when the competition's that stiff, that's where Angela Bassett will get the career award. Yes, we will sneak in, yes. Yeah, so I mean, I haven't seen the Angela Bassett performance, so I like to be able to see all of them before I could say who's my particular favorite. I can make a call on who I think will win, but right now, out of the four I have seen, Carrie Condon, Banshees of Anishirin would get my vote.
1: Yes, me too. Okay. Uh,
0: We're going to move on to Best Animated Feature Film.
1: Oh, my favorite category.
0: It is, I know. Um, Guillermo (laughs) del Toro's Pinocchio.
1: Okay, I haven't seen it yet, but that should probably win.
0: I would hope. I mean, it, it blew me away. Uh, yeah. Teal, this is one where I know people are confused. They're like, is it that, that crappy Tom Hanks thing that got Razzie nominations? No, that is a Disney joint. This is a Netflix yeah. thing, and this thing is absolutely amazing. Um, there, they, He ties in Fascist Italy. It's where it's set in, and it's fantastic. The animation is just unbelievable i mean he didn't direct the movie but his stamp is all over it and i can't recommend this movie enough to people
1: yeah, it's just uh, – it's really unfortunate about that Disney movie because I think it really hurt this one. People are
0: staying away. Like I told my yeah. sister, you've got to watch this. And she's like, oh, isn't it that awful Tom Hanks movie? I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, no. Uh, yeah, you gotta you got to search this out, people, on Netflix, not Disney, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. It's for adults. It's for kids. You're going to be shocked because it's a mind blower. It's one of the best animated films I've seen in years.
1: Okay. So that should probably win.
0: And if it wasn't but there's some stiff competition there coming up. Actually huh? is because if it wasn't for that, the second choice I would have for animated film also made it is Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Oh yeah. Charming movie. Okay. Interesting message, delightful, and also very unique animation.
1: Yeah. You didn't okay. see it. That is I didn't see it, but I know about it enough to know that is some serious competition.
0: Yeah, and so I guess it's going to come down to are people more captivated about the Marcel the Shell or whether or not they watch it because it's, because it's Pinocchio, right? Is Guillermo <laughs> del Toro's name enough to carry it over? But I mean, if you watched all these nominees, it's unquestionable. The Pinocchio is like a work of art in my book. Yeah, I think it outshines um, Disney's original cartoon
1: well that's not hard
0: well i'm talking from animation i mean it is brilliant animation oh right but the story that's the whole thing is the story of pinocchio i'm like part of me is like oh i don't even know if i want to see that story again never mind two times this year with two different movies It, it it guillermo del toro had a vision and it is so brilliant and charming i mean i think it brought tears to my eyes a little bit and it's just it's not it's a dark story it isn't just fluffy kid stuff i i can't say enough
1: okay well that's high on my list of things from 2022 to watch that's that's all i'm doing for the next two weeks is 2022 movies catching up
0: just catching up yeah okay but you may first want to catch up on puss in boots the last wish um <laughs> that also got nominated it did yeah i'm okay. continuing with the nominations. I
1: guess I need to catch up on that. Um I I liked the first puts and boots movie.
0: Okay. Um but if you if you want to put that to the back, maybe you'll tune into Netflix for some animated film that I've never heard of called The Sea Beast. Yeah, that was pretty good. You saw it? Yeah. You're lying. No, I saw it. You saw The Sea Beast.
1: Yes. What's it about? Um a sea beast. It well, yes, it is about a sea beast uh, and this little girl who befriends the sea beast Cute. and then it's a little bit like uh, Avatar Way of Water.
0: Okay. Well, that uh, I don't understand because the, that's the most original thing of all time.
1: In <laughs> the, there's people out hunting these sea monsters and then they befriend the sea monster and uh, the evil kingdom that hunts them hmm. is. Yeah. There's the evil kingdom that hunts the sea monsters, and then the little girl who befriends the sea monster.
0: Well, if there's one thing I know about James Cameron, he knows how to search the world and (laughs) steal from everyone and just make it his own. (laughs) Uh, There's one more nominee, and it's Turning Red. Pixar came out towards the beginning of 2022. Which I also saw. Was that good? Uh, Yeah. yeah, It's okay. I think they were just rounding out the five, because let's face it, there are two competitors. Pinocchio and yeah. Marcel.
1: Yeah, so those other movies are fine. Yeah.
0: Okay. And hey, we're going to continue with animation with best animated short film. I don't know about any of these, so I'm just going to read them to you. I don't I don't even care. No, but you, we're gonna we're gonna still do it because maybe someone who's okay, listening let's does still care. Do yep. Okay. This one it seems like it's uh created by Apple TV Plus, so maybe it's available there to watch and I certainly will try to watch it. Is the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Okay. Then the flying sailor. Mm-hmm. Ice Merchants, mm-hmm. a title that got uh, a lot of laughs in the uh, audience when they announced it, My Year of Dicks. <laughs> 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 See, it's making us chuckle, but Riz Ahmed read that. Yeah. And he goes, My Year of Dicks. <laughs> and he started laughing. <laughs> and then I think Alison Williams like followed up with, I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> See, very funny um, and then the last one is an ostrich told me the world is fake and I think I believe it
1: <laughs> I'm voting for that just on, based it's on a that great amazing title just based on that amazing title
0: <laughs> um, so those are the short films for animated uh, next best costume design one of your favorite categories
1: oh yeah I always uh, boy <laughs> I follow this religiously
0: okay well then I'm sure you'll have predicted that Babylon got in for costume design
1: Uh, Yeah, you're you're one of the people who saw that movie. I'm
0: one of the very few. And there was a funny meme that went out about uh, someone like, you know, tweeting from being the only person at the screening. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I think that was funny because I went and saw it at an early morning show. It was like during the vacation week. And this theater that was about over an hour away because I have nothing nearby was playing it. So I went and it was an 830 in the morning show. I was the only person in the theater <laughs> it was awesome I love being just the only person sometimes
1: yeah and really I mean nobody saw that movie somebody did me <laughs> I could tell you all about
0: it on a future show
1: right but but no I mean it, it, but it it came and went pretty fast
0: yeah yeah you know I mean again I actually yeah. did make it made like a 12 million dollars so it did some people saw it somewhere.
1: Okay, that's something. Yep. Yeah.
0: All right, other costume design nominees was Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Okay. Elvis. Someone yeah, had to design those so. Elvis costumes. Everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: Okay, that does- you have Lots of costumes super there. Super fun costumes.
0: Yeah. And an Elvis costume, too. <laughs> yeah. And then Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. I loved that. You can catch that on Peacock. Yeah, it's really good. You're lying. You didn't see it.
1: It's real. It's it's good. It's about this um, woman, Mrs. Harris.
0: You're tell- I actually just... saw half of it.
1: Oh. Yeah, your joke's Yeah, not well, you work. should watch the whole thing because it gets better. The <laughs> no. second half is fantastic. You're lying. You never saw it. It's weak at the beginning. You're right.
0: Uh, what but I didn't you say anything. <laughs> I didn't say it was weak at the beginning. I said I saw half of it. I just haven't gotten back to it. It's actually enjoy. It's an enjoyable mom movie.
1: Yeah, but until you get to the second half, and then you'll just be blown away.
0: <laughs>
1: You're too funny today.
0: Oh, boy. All right. Well, let's see if you have as many yucks for the best live action short category. Um, oh,
1: I have been saving up for this category.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about any of these. Uh, one, an Irish goodbye. Okay. Oh, I thought you weren't going to say anything and that you would have left and that you were doing an Irish goodbye.
1: No, so, but here's my question. Any of these uh, written, directed, produced by Hollywood royalty? One of them is.
0: Okay. Yep. Um, I just can't remember which one I'm going to. Oh, I think I do. Okay. Anyway, so uh, I value is another one. Okay. Le Poupil. And that one, either I value or Le Poupil. Uh, was made partly by Alfonso Cuarón. Okay, so I'm thinking he might win. It's okay. <laughs> probably pretty yeah. good.
1: <laughs> he's he, yeah, he's probably pretty good in the short film category.
0: Uh, Night Ride and the Red Suitcase.
1: Red Suitcase is pretty great.
0: You've yeah. seen it, or you just making? <laughs> no. it? I don't. Well, you said that like I'm like. Well, you know what? Sometimes some of these are on Netflix <laughs> or whatever. I didn't even. I've uh, yeah, heard no, of none. I did of these.
1: say that about. I did say that about Sea Beast too, and I was not—I was not joking. Yeah, I so I don't know.
0: You, you know, you're you're yeah. very wry, dry humor. I don't even know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Best makeup okay. and hairstyling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all quiet on the Western Front.
1: Okay, I guess there's bloody people.
0: Yep. The Batman. I guess the Joker, right? Not Joker. Um, the Penguin.
1: The Penguin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so
0: I guess that's some good. Good makeup there.
1: Colin Farrell should have been nominated. He was robbed.
0: <laughs> uh, Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Didn't see it, won't judge. Elvis. I guess they had to put makeup on him when he was heavy.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they had to put Tom Hanks' face on. Oh, right. all the, uh, Oh,
0: God. <sighs> yeah,
1: they had to put that face on. I, I think, actually, it was Colin Hanks playing the role, but... <laughs> um,
0: Half the time, right? Because because he hadn't f- <laughs> finished recovering from COVID, which he got when the, right. when the set. So they had Colin come in. Um, yeah, and, and and of course Tom Hanks was not nominated for supporting actor for Elvis, but he was wow, in the Razzies shot. category. <laughs> he got double nominations that and his role in Pinocchio. What's that other movie that uh,
1: he had come out this fall? Otto?
0: That was, well, that fall, this fall. It was like, I think, like a week before uh, the year ended out. Uh, yeah. Otto or man called okay. Otto or something. He's like a cranky a man a Cranky Otto. Hanks.
1: Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's actually making some money. Yeah. Some people would see it. I I saw a demographic breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Cranky, cranky white men. It, it, well, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, white Southern people over the age of 60. Well, they're angry <laughs> has been most has been, has been the big audience for it. Hmm. So that's interesting.
0: And then the last uh, nominee for makeup. And I think this will be your winner. The whale. Yeah. That's kind of got to win, huh? Yeah. It's really good. I mean, he really does yeah. look like he's 600 pounds. So, uh, and I've watched a lot of 600 pound Life, and let me tell you, it was pretty accurate.
1: <laughs> Wait, is that a show?
0: Oh, yeah. It's been on for years. Yeah, no. The Chronicles, right. you know, people who are 600 pounds or more are trying to lose weight. And there's a doctor in uh, Houston who is always trying to help them.
1: Fascinating.
0: Yeah. And their life, unfortunately, is a lot like Brendan Fraser's characters in The Whale. They're kind of confined oh. to these really crappy apartments. And yeah. it's a sad, sad life. Oh, man. Yeah. And they're like constantly getting takeout and basically having it left at the door and they leave money. And it's like, uh, so I watched The Whale and it was very accurate as to those types of uh, details. Wow. Wow. Okay.
1: Interesting. Best original
0: score. We are on best Mm, original score. Let
1: me guess that James Horner is not on this list.
0: That's not, you know, man, that's not, that's not nice. He's dead. (laughs) He died in a plane crash.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, so now you feel like a jerk. (laughs) Yeah, he died in a plane crash a few years ago. That's why he's not nominated. I didn't
1: didn't know that. Oh, (laughs) Oh, And I actually believe that you didn't know that. (laughs) I didn't know that. Now I feel terrible. Yeah, he didn't
0: do the Avatar way of water score because he's dead.
1: Okay, well, I just was, you know, partway through Way of Water. I was thinking, why is the music just not that great? And well, then yeah.
0: which is a, is yeah. a side note. In <laughs> a side note, this weekend, and don't ask. I can't go into this whole story because we are doing the Oscars, but we watched <laughs> Commando the 80s classic with Arnold Schwarzenegger. My son is like, my oldest is kind of into checking out Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. We watch Pumping Iron and stuff like that. And (laughs) we watch Commando and it's got that classic steel drum music score by James Horner when he was doing that in like 48 hours. And he's like, oh, I'll just repurpose that score for this movie. And uh, it's all great. (laughs) Classic. Okay. So All Quiet on the Western Front nominated. Yep. I I mean that score is so haunting and amazing. Wait, I thought we were on makeup. No, we finished it with a whale. Oh, oh, okay. No, we you whale, knew we so were on swore. score. See, I, cause you made your James <laughs> Horner joke, you <laughs> clown. <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front. Absolutely deserves it. Um, it is it when you what you haven't seen the movie, right? I haven't seen you it. You really yet. gotta see this movie. And apparently people have seen it because it's getting some nominations here. Uh great score. It, it's like I remember when we took a break from now, watching it. That was the one thing that my wife and my oldest were. We were like, "That score is like amazing." Was it? Is it a German production? It is.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was it released theatrically in Germany or anything? I don't
0: know. I mean, it's a Netflix you know, movie, so okay. they probably put it right, in their yeah. Netflix-approved theaters for a couple of weeks. Okay. Babylon. All right. Okay. Babylon good. got Babylon. nominated, which the score, when you, have you ever see the movie? Someday.
1: I the, will see it at some point.
0: The score like totally rips off its Oscar winning score from La La Land a lot. So <laughs> that's a little unique. That's interesting. Wow. Uh, third nominee, Banshees of Inishirin. uh, Carter Burwell. Great score, I thought.
1: I Yeah, I really loved the score.
0: Everything, everywhere, all at once. I got to be honest, I don't remember the score. <laughs> I
1: don't either. It was not. Although, you know, that said, I am not as much of a score person as you are.
0: I, I Well, there's uh, the class. We just, we just don't get a lot of scores that you're humming anymore. Like, it's hard to right, get those but, memorable But my point
1: ones. is, I, I sometimes go to a movie and don't even notice the music.
0: Well I feel like that's more and more they don't have a lot of great scores anymore.
1: Yeah um, but frequently you will point out a score to me and I'll go, oh yeah, you're right. that was great. Uh, it's just not it's it's just not at the top of my list of things I uh, comment on in a movie, but because of you I've been trying to pay more attention.
0: Oh oh well, thanks. Um, and then the last nominee, this one, I mean, I liked the score. I thought it was good. Um, I can't remember it but I did think it was good at the time <laughs> but you know it's getting nominated because John Williams will never be denied and he gets in for the fablemans
1: yeah yeah you John I know. Williams Pooh, will never, John.
0: yeah I mean he's just you know he's well, always no, no, no. Like, I mean the score is- the score's fine on that movie i i uh i mean i'm yeah. not gonna be humming it like the raiders of the lost ark or star wars right. themes uh but to me the two best ones i've seen all the movies and since i can't remember the score for everything everywhere all at once that's out babylon yeah. i remember it because i heard it before <laughs> so that that's uh, out uh the fablemans i remember liking it but i can't remember it the Banshees has been great but to me the standout it's so intense. It's so different is the music for All Quiet on the Western Front. It's definitely, okay. It definitely enhances the movie because it's so different from the type of score you might expect from a movie that's oh, really? World War One. Oh, okay, yeah. Keel, I can't believe you missed this one.
1: Well, that's what I'm doing my
0: 2022 catch up. Yeah, you're going to definitely want to – you're going to want to watch that.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, but this this list is part of that. This is what's going on my list for the next two weeks is partially coming off these uh, nominations. I uh, notice we haven't had any nominations uh, for um, Will Smith yet.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't know if we're going to see him. Um, <laughs> that kind of quietly got out of the conversation as soon as the movie dropped. And, you know, it's funny with these movies. There was all this talk before, was it Emancipation? Was that the one? Yeah. And I refused to see it just on like the fact that I thought it was poor taste that Apple felt so compelled they had to release this thing by the end of the year and they could maybe could have put it out next year, let things die down. I I just thought it was in poor taste. But I guess the movie came out and it's not that good. Like that's the real problem. (laughs)
1: that's the real problem is that so the movie is just okay. Yeah. Like uh, apparently not terrible, just not seen it. that great either. Yeah. Um, but the reviews are just kind of like, yeah, it's pretty good. Not great. Nothing. to Yeah. So like if it was, if people were is-
0: saying it's so amazing, I might've been convinced to watch it.
1: Oh, I definitely would have been, but the opposite happened where it just
0: uh, was sort of totally ignored. Yeah. I mean, you know, Anton Fuqua, he's capable, but he's never made a movie that's elevated to the point of genius. No, no, not at all. But he can make, he can definitely do some entertainment. Yeah. Um, but let's entertain our audience with the next nominee, yeah. <laughs> it is, uh, Best Sound. That's the next category. Okay. All right. I've actually seen all of the nominees, so I can tell you which is my favorite, and I can also tell you what I think is okay. going to win. Uh, also, uh, my my prediction is I think All Quiet on the Western Front will win Best Original Score. All right. Best Sound All Quiet on the Western Front. Technical nominee yes, there.
1: I, yep. Heard there was sound in that movie.
0: Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah. That's Got a uh, lot of sound.
1: Boy, that's going to show up in a lot of these technical categories. Yeah. I
0: mean, look, I am not a fan of the movie, but I don't deny that it was an amazing kind of visual and audio experience.
1: Yeah, it, it is a technical feat.
0: Yeah. The Batman from the bros okay, at Warner.
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, best sound, Elvis. Like, okay, I can see that. Sorry, I'm not giving you a chance that. to chime in. I'm just keeping things moving no, very keep, well. Keep, yeah, keep it moving, keep it moving. All right, so Elvis. And then this is my, uh, my personal out of the five, the best, and I believe will win, Top Gun Maverick.
1: Yeah, that'll probably I work. mean,
0: come on. The sound is amazing in that movie. Yeah. Now we're going to move into the writing categories. Oh, fun. I like yeah. these. Best adapted screenplay. Do I have to explain that to you? Okay. Or do you know what an adapted screenplay is?
1: I know that it's a screenplay based on a video game.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, well, let me see if there are any. There's some that maybe like video games in this, but no. Um, <laughs> uh, Avatar Way of Water adapted from every movie ever made. <laughs> no, <just> it's getting. <laughs> that didn't get nominated. <laughs> ripped off from several films. Uh, <laughs> it's a new category. Best ripoff of that's several what, other movies. That's what's, that's what's genius about Avatar. <laughs> he even ripped off his Is own it, movies. Like, I'm just going to recycle all of the plot beats and enemies and everything from the first movie, and I'm just going to put them back.
1: And then I'm going to do the scene from Titanic again.
0: You know what? Uh, I forget it was – I think my wife was like, "This. why is it like – it's like a Titanic scene again.
1: Yes. No, it was exactly Titanic. The The boat even sinks in the same way. I
0: have some real problems with that movie, man. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't – do I know we've well, been on Spielberg for months, so we haven't been able to talk about other stuff. But I did well, see Avatar. I,
1: I, I couldn't see Avatar for a month because of COVID and <laughs> – uh and so i j- finally got around to it but well well i something tells me we'll be mentioning avatar
0: more and that's uh, part of this show is fun as we get a chance to uh shout out some <laughs> films that we didn't really ever talk about uh okay so adapted screenplay no avatar but okay all quiet on the western front netflix okay you're seeing a pattern here i am um and this is the next one i don't know who should have gotten in Uh, in in lieu of this, but I don't agree with this at all. Glass Onion, a Knives Chow, I mean a Knives Out mystery from Netflix. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. I mean, I had Uh, fun when I was watching it, but as soon as it was over, I was picking it apart.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. I watched this with the whole family. So did I. And my oldest daughter and I had seen the first one.
0: Uh, my whole family's seen uh, the first
1: one. Yeah, but my wife and youngest daughter had not seen the first one. Oh, okay.
0: So everything was new and fresh. Uh,
1: everything was new and fresh. We watched the second one, and then the next day, the two of them watched the first one.
0: And they're like, why is the first one so much better? They liked the second one better. That's weird. So it's probably just because they got used to the, you know. Yes. Hmm. Uh,
1: But they both liked the second one better, and I think because they saw it first. So anyhow, I think it's a good movie. It falls apart if you start to think about it. It was fun. It was entertaining. And I am not the massive Knives Out, the first one. I'm not the massive fan of it that everyone else is. I I I really liked it. it,
0: but I mean, I'm not a huge monster fan. People are monster fans. Well, I mean, but I'm excited. Like, I think it's a good franchise. I love Daniel Craig's character, and yeah. I mean, if he's going to make more for Netflix, which it seems to be, great. I'll watch them. Oh, I'll,
1: I'll watch them too. I, I like them. I find them entertaining. But some people really love them.
0: Okay, so I'm moving on. Adapted screenplay. Yeah, uh, this is a film that's on my radar screen. I really want to see it. I've seen the trailer for it, and it's uh, it's shot in the one three three look. And it okay. looks amazing. And it's called Living. And it's oh, yeah. I want to see the that. remake of yeah. Ichiru. Yeah. And I really want to see this. It's got nominated for adapted screenplay. Uh, then this one, this is kind of fascinating. Um, you wouldn't expect that it would get nominated for screenplay, but it did. Top Gun Maverick. That is kind of weird. But there's no denying they took something that's over 30 years old and they did somehow. They, they not only made no, it they, a better sequel, but it elevated it into something that was like probably the most entertaining thing I saw this year. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. Okay. I okay. mean, I'm like I said, I don't know. It. Like,
0: I don't know what 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 should have got in there instead. I just, I it makes me think like that's not the type of movie. Even if the Academy nominates it and other things, they don't usually give it a screenplay nom.
1: Yeah, but the fact. Okay, so that that's really. I mean, it. Uh, it's. Uh, I. I get it. It's
0: just uh, surprised. You know, it's it's
1: it's a little bit of a surprise.
0: Yeah. And then the final nomination: uh, Sarah Pauly for women talking.
1: Okay, which I do want to see and just haven't gotten the chance to yet. It's and not
0: playing anywhere.
1: Like I can't see yeah. it.
0: I want to see it, but it's not playing in Vermont. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible to see. So. Uh, that's frustrating. It is. I would, I, th- it's high on my list. It's possibly out of all the films that I'm going to be talking about, if the few that I haven't seen, that one is high on the list of I got to see it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Best original screenplay.
1: And okay. Here
0: we go. This Avatar. One, this one. <laughs> no. Yes. N- most unoriginal <laughs> screenplay is Avatar. No, I think I agree actually with all five of these nominations. I'm not saying that there's something out there that might have been also good, right. but I, I don't have a problem with these five. Uh, Banshees of Inishirin, brilliant screenplay. Yep, uh, possibly the winner. Possibly this also could very well win Everything Everywhere All at Once.
1: Also, a great screenplay. Yeah,
0: this won't win. Um, but it's notable because this very famous director hasn't gotten a lot of screenplay nominations. Is the Fablemans.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: So, Tony Kushner and Steven Spielberg.
1: And Steven Spielberg. Yep. Yeah. Also cho- a good screenplay.
0: My choice for the best screenplay of the year, also nominated, Tar. Todd Field. Oh, yeah. Man, there's some real competition in this category. Yeah, I told you it's going to be hard. And then yeah. possibly one of the more original movies of the year, <laughs> Triangle of Sadness. Yeah, that. Oh man, that's it's, some real tough. It's really that's tough, a right? Tough category. Absolutely. So I mean, that's that's like uh you know I, that one could be a real surprise because I can't see where everyone, unless if like everywhere, everywhere all at once is like suddenly like running the table or something. Maybe then it gets screenplay. But I don't know. Who do you pick?
1: Yeah. Who do you pick? That's a really tough call. And I, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking this yesterday. Uh, you know, it's been such a weird year for the movies in terms of the box office. Yeah. Uh, but they have been and, and because we're still coming off COVID, and you know, so we're still getting COVID movies. Yeah. Or the lack of movies from COVID. Uh, you know. But I think uh, you know, Knives Out was definitely a COVID movie.
0: Well, yeah, because it did huge on Netflix, according to Netflix.
1: No, 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 no. I mean, the, the production was oh, 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 oh,
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm saying like the schedule of movies was affected by COVID and we yeah. didn't have production for a while or we had some production. Uh, and so as a result, but- it, 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 My point is that I think 2022 was actually a pretty good year for movies. I think there were some good movies.
0: I think that there are people that say, oh, 2022 wasn't that great. I think there were a few absolute standout movies. And then I think there were a lot of really, really good movies. And it's true that we had a couple of years where it felt like they were recycling movies that they were holding on to that couldn't come out in 2020. exactly. And like you said, these are like kind of the first batch of movies that were all made during the pandemic in some form.
1: Yes, yeah. Except for Top Gun, so it's, which it's, was
0: held – it was supposed to come out in 2020. Was held, yeah. Um, and that was very smart of them. So I think that the winner is going to either be the Banshees or Everything Everywhere All at Once, only because I feel like there are those passionate people that love tar and understand that it's a piece of like genius, and then there are people yeah. that are left cold by it.
1: Well, and also
0: the screenplay
1: is not quite as showy as those other two. Yeah, but yet I
0: think that's why it's also the best. But, um,
1: right? But but I can see. You know, those are really like. Oh, it, you know, it, it's hard to watch either one of those and not come away thinking it's a great screenplay.
0: Yeah, I mean, everything, everywhere, all at once. It 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 it's like beaming with originality. Um,
1: yes, and, and imagination, and, and it's funny, and it's heartfelt, and it's, it's surreal and weird and imaginative. Yeah, so you can see how it's it's totally unique and original. So, And
0: uh, the Banshees of Inish Aaron has some feckin' good dialogue. It does. It really, <laughs> it, uh, there's it, a lot of rhythm it, to it, 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 you know?
1: There's a lot of rhythm to it, but there's also, throughout the movie there are lines that are hilarious and tragic at the same time
0: yeah and you know what it's funny like I, we we talked about this because i had seen it in the theater um and yeah. i and i liked it a lot i respected it but i just didn't love it but then i watched it again last night and it is a movie that rewards repeat viewings because now i'm in love with it
1: so, I watched it for the first time last night. I think that's what spurred me on
0: talk. to watch it because I heard you were going to watch it. I guess now it.
1: we're talking about Yeah, I, I wanted to watch something that I, uh, last night that I thought would be nominated and so that I'd have another one for this conversation. So, I picked Banshees and uh, I loved it. Oh, fantastic. Like, I like and not what well, was interesting. I was thinking about it. It's rare that a movie uh, is so technically perfect right like I, I i read a little bit afterwards and uh what's his name mcdonough martin yeah, mcdonough martin. martin mcdonough he uh he storyboards the entire thing it's like a 600 page storyboard for the for the movie wow
0: well you know and he was also so a playwright so i think that his theater right. he's so used to how is this going to play but yet he turns this this could easily have been a play but it doesn't feel like a
1: play yes it doesn't feel like any he, he makes it cinematic in a fairly subtle way but it's it's really the editing is fantastic uh and it's the kind of editing that's it doesn't look flashy but is really builds the scenes and so anyhow the movie succeeds like i appreciate and respect and admire the movie but it also charmed me and so it's rare that i can like critically admire a movie and kind of unabashedly have affection for it well at the same time and and so i felt like really caught up in the characters and charmed by it and uh emotionally involved i just loved i like this is easily on uh, without question on my top 10 and fairly high up on my top 10 for the year
0: well so The movie was on the outside of my top 10, but after watching it again last night, it is high on my top 10. And I think that's where even after the movie, it's something that like you have the experience while watching it, but then the good movies, they stay with you. And that's what happened with this. I kept thinking about it. I would tell people about it. And the more I was talking about this film to other people, I realized, well, shit, I liked it a lot more than I thought I did because I keep talking about it. (laughs)
1: Well, and I immediately wanted to tell people that I, I immediately wanted everyone in my family to watch it. And uh, I, I want my parents to see it. You know, uh, I, 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 so, you know, despite all the feckins and the whatnot and the gilly ghoulies. Uh, <laughs> And the yeah. I mean, just there, there's some adult stuff, but there's not a lot of sex and violence. But it somehow gets its R rating, despite the R rating. I think this is a great four quadrant family film.
0: Well, three of my four watched it. I don't know why the oldest he just resisted. He's, he's at that age where if it's his idea, he's in, and if it's not his idea, he's out, right? Um, yeah. his favorite film of the year, by the way, uh, is All Quiet on the Western Front, okay.
1: Um, Interesting.
0: And I think he would have really liked this too, but my 11-year-old loved it and my wife loved it. She's like, that was a great, charming movie. Well, yeah, and it's, uh there's something
1: about it. I, there's something, one thing I was really not expecting was, here we're getting into this movie now, Um, but I was expecting it to be more realistic and, It's actually got sort of supernatural elements and surrealist elements, and it's kind of almost operatic at times, and it's humorous, and it sort of takes place in its own little created world. Uh, It's just a much more unique movie than my impression of it had been.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's funny, uh, again, we're we're getting way sidelined from the Oscar nominations, but I have been on this quest that we'll hopefully be talking about in the near future that uh, the BFI Sight and Sound posted their 2022 list of the top 100 films of all time. And I was shocked at how many I hadn't seen. So I've been on a quest to see those movies. I'm actually almost completed all 100 films. And- it really helped me understand movies like The Banshees and Inisherin*. I've seen what some of the great filmmakers do um, in handling the camera and framing and setup yeah. and telling these kind of stories. And I realized that this is the one that like, I understand why critics loved it. And it may have influenced how I watched it the second time and appreciated what was being done. Um, from a director yeah. standpoint so uh, it's a great movie and i'm i'm glad it's seeming to get some academy love we'll see if it gets more um yeah right- i
1: highly recommend
0: it but now we're going to get into a category that i know we both actually do love and that's best uh-huh. cinematography
1: oh yes okay great
0: and uh one is all quiet on the western front okay and who shot it i don't know it's <laughs> German okay. movie but it's it's fantastic looking <laughs> it, it has a very again unique look like it just it doesn't look like most war movies that i've seen in a long time it's really Interesting. well Interesting. yeah you got to i, I okay, told you I'm, that when i first watched it that's kind of like when we started our fascist I, thing i was I, like I, you got to i this know thing.
1: i've been wanting to watch it i just you know it's long and i got to have it the that right long? time
0: it, it flies by like some movies it's like paint drying but this thing moves okay um Bardo, False Chronicles of a Handful of Truce.
1: Okay, I haven't seen it. Saw the trailers. Looked beautiful.
0: Wow, it's Emmanuel Lobieski. Or wait, no, 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 yeah. no. Is it Darius Kanji? Darius Kanji. Darius Kanji. Yeah, yeah. And I got to tell you, it's shot in seventy millimeters, so I do want to see it because it's going to look amazing. Yeah. Um, this one. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm gonna. You have more to say yeah, on go Bardo? Ahead. Oh, no, no. No. All right. I'm just trying to keep us along. We're we're at uh, fifty three yeah, minutes. Yeah, Elvis. Got nominated for cinematography. Okay, I guess.
1: Okay, I can see that. I, I mean, all all, all Baz Lerman movies are kind of visual uh, experiences.
0: Candy. Yeah, and a lot of yeah. eye candy. I guess I just didn't walk out of that movie thinking best cinematography. But right. Anyways, uh, this one I haven't seen. This next one, and I kind of, I'm a little disappointed only because. Somebody doesn't – there's a film that really should have got nominated and it doesn't get nominated, and so this takes the spot. A movie that doesn't seem to have generated much critical acclaim, Empire of Light – Oh, that really uh, bombed. But it's Roger Deakins shooting it. And, you know, I'm right. like, doesn't Deakins, he's just now in that category. He always gets nominated for everything he does. Everything he does is he great. Does. But I feel like yeah. there's no lack of imagination going on in the cinematographer's branch of the Academy.
1: Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that movie, uh, apparently the only good thing about it is the cinematography.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And now this next one, this is a surprise only because I thought that the camera work was genius in this film. And apparently the Academy took notice. Uh, I'm surprised at the nomination only because I didn't think that they would appreciate it. But Tar.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, fantastic. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. So here's why. I Look, I'm going to give Bardo credit, even though I haven't seen it. Yeah. The one Elvis or Empire Light, they took away. To me, which I thought was going to be the winner this year, it won a lot of critics' awards. Top Gun Maverick didn't get nominated for best right. cinematography. How does that happen? That's insane. I mean, that's insane. If you didn't have that amazing camera work, you wouldn't have a movie. Oh man! Right?
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. That's really. Yeah. Uh
0: so that one to me is the, out okay. of all of it. Yeah, that's, that's the big that's- shocker to me.
1: That's not too bad if that's the biggest shocker.
0: All right. Uh, best documentary film. Here comes some shocks. No, I don't know. Okay. Um, some of these I've heard of. Some of these I haven't. All That Breeze. It's an HBO produced, so maybe it'll be yes. on HBO. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. Okay. I'll have to see if that's available. Um, this is one that I'm absolutely waiting to watch. I can't wait till I can get my hands on It's All the Beauty and the Bloodshed.
1: Yes, I really want to see that too.
0: Yeah, it's a documentary about Nan Golden, famous photographer, yep. but it's also about her efforts to bring the Sackler family to, uh, yes. to task for the yes. terrible plague that they set upon this country with uh, opioids. So I'm excited about that. Uh, here's one that I was circling the wagons on just the other day. It's available, uh, Fire of Love.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't know about
0: it. Yeah. It's about these two people studying volcanoes and their love of volcanoes and each other was a little bit too much. And they pulled that movie. I I was like, um, it was like the guy who had too much fun with the bear. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they die tragically. I can't wait to watch it. Um, Okay. Yes. I have
1: heard about that. Yeah. I've read about it.
0: So the good news is I guess all that breeze might be available. Fire of love. You can watch it. Um, A house made of splinters. Don't know it. Don't know it. Uh, the next one I've heard of, I don't know if it's available somewhere. Like I, I've seen it. Maybe it popped up streaming somewhere, but Nalvaney. obviously about oh, yeah. Nalvaney. Um, So I, I will look for that. It's a CNN produced thing.
1: And my favorite documentary of the year turned out that it was from uh, 2021. So it doesn't count. What was it? Uh, it is this movie, uh, Taming the Garden. Oh, I don't know it. It's, uh, it's so bizarre. It's, uh, it's about um, this billionaire who is the former prime minister of the Republic of Georgia. Okay. And he has this massive estate, and he collects trees. And so he has people go all over the country and these crews and they uproot these trees and replant them and these trees are hundreds of feet tall and it takes them literally 6 or 8 months to dig them out
0: oh wow uh, wow without so all the roots them. yeah
1: yeah and so it, it and then they have to transport them by ship and it, it's just it, it's such a bizarre thing uh, this guy is basically gardening j- massive trees, and entire work crews dedicated to just this. Was it nominated for uh, so before? Do you know? I don't think so. And I I don't know how I stumbled on it, but it's really uh, it's beautiful, it's fascinating, it's weird. Yeah.
0: Um, All right, a little recommendation uh, from the teal, uh, best documentary yeah. short film. You ready?
1: Oh, yeah. Always ready for this. This
0: one we might be able to watch. It's a uh, Netflix produced, so It might be on Netflix. The Elephant Whisperers. Okay. Next one is Halut. Mm-hmm. How Do You Measure a Year? Okay. The Martha Mitchell Effect, also on Netflix. Okay. And Stranger at the Gate. Okay. All right. Great, Great
1: s- nominations.
0: Yep. I love them all. Uh, best Film Editing. Here we go. You were yeah, just talking. Okay. Ab- you were just talking about it. How good you thought the editing was of the Banshees yeah. of Inisherin. Uh, this movie, I think, is miscategorized. Next, I, I don't think it's best film editing. it's maybe most film editing is Elvis. <laughs> it just never stops <laughs> cutting to things. That's the thing I noticed. I was almost getting a headache,
1: and I was like, "This is why <laughs> I started watching Elvis with my ten-year-old <laughs> daughter, and she had me shut it off because she couldn't handle the editing."
0: Yeah, this is the – I think if I have a biggest question mark is suddenly this end-of-the-year love for Elvis. I, I saw it when it came out. I saw it in the theater, actually. And, yeah. you know, I'm a fan of Elvis. And I kept on feeling like it would be great if it would just tell a story about Elvis and not all this other crap. And right. parts of it were okay. And I left the, the theater – I gave it a, sort of a maybe a mild thumbs up. But I never would have thought in a million years it would ever be considered for any kind of awards. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it, it somehow is getting this – I mean, it did make money.
0: Yeah, but I thought it would be one of those movies where you'd have a couple of these annoying uh, film bloggers that would be, like, pushing Austin Butler for best right. actor and then getting all upset when nobody else, like, voted for him. But instead, the movie – I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a big studio movie and studios want to put their muscle out there, but
1: – It could be. I yeah. don't know. I have
0: yet okay. to meet someone that said Elvis was amazing. <laughs>
1: So what do we got? We got Banshees and Elvis
0: in yep. this category, And then so we right? have Everything Everywhere all at once.
1: Of course. I think yep, editing was good sense. in
0: that. Another film yep. that I think is a masterwork of editing is Tar.
1: Yes, absolutely masterwork of editing. Yeah. Yep.
0: And then the film that I just think probably, especially since it didn't get nominated for cinematography, but it's going to have to win Best of All Editing is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, probably will. I and mean, yep. that movie, I have to just, I mean, I just... It has got to be hands down one of the top five um, IMAX movies I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so exciting. And it's the kind of movie where it, it it made billions because everybody who saw it kind of would go home and say, uh, We got to go see this Top Gun. You, you, and you, know, you can't <laughs> yeah. believe it. it and was, that's exactly what happened. Re- it, repeat business,
1: people bringing people back to it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, best international feature film. Okay. Uh, possibly the winner, considering it's nominated in so many other categories. All quiet on the Western Front. Okay. Yeah. So I think you're gonna have to see this movie.
1: I'm definitely gonna see that movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, a film that's been kicking around. I don't know whether I've seen it on uh, Amazon or <laughs> Hulu or Netflix. I, I I keep seeing it, and I haven't uh, pulled the trigger on it. But Argentina, 1985.
1: Yeah. I have uh, not seen it.
0: And I do, by the way, if I get my hands on it, I will try always to watch the documentary feature films and the international features. Yeah, and
1: I've heard good things about this movie.
0: Yeah, so maybe I'll be watching that. Uh, Another film that I have not heard at all about is Close from Belgium. Don't know it. A film that I definitely have heard of. It feels like it might be kind of a chore, but it's supposed to be great, is EO from Poland, which is kind of like an yep. old Hal Balvazar movie. Yeah,
1: and it, I, it seems like, based on the description of it, it seems like it's a chore, uh, but then everyone who sees it loves it and says it's not a chore, so, yeah, so I gotta it might watch
0: be it. one of those. If yeah. it's not available for me to watch yet, I mean, it's certainly not going to come out in a theater near me, so. Uh. Right, yeah. So, uh, E. O. And then the last is a movie from Ireland. So it must be in Gaelic or something. Is the Quiet Girl? Okay, I don't know anything about okay. it. Me neither. We're uh, we're getting close. Uh, oh, good. Okay. This is I know this hands down is your favorite category, um, and it's the one that you typically we all end up knowing the nominees, even if we have no recollection of ever hearing them. Is Best <laughs> Original Song. <laughs>
1: oh yeah okay yeah yep. my favorite category
0: so the first song is applause from tell it like a woman which i don't know the song and i don't know the movie yep have you heard of what is tell it like a woman have you heard of this movie
1: no idea okay don't know
0: don't care don't want to know um this is funny because category because i must have heard this it must have been in the credits but i have no idea hold my hand from top gun maverick
1: by lady gaga
0: oh is that is she singing on see i'm just i i this is how old i am now is i don't know any of these songs
1: so i know that song quite well because uh my kids like lady gaga and so they played the video Uh, of her and with the top gun clips and so i've heard the song several times and it's a good song
0: okay lift me up before you go go no, I mean, know, lift me up from Black Panther Wakanda forever. I
1: haven't seen the movie. Uh also a good song. Is
0: this The Rihanna song? Yeah. Okay. She's probably yeah, going to re- yeah. perform it on the Oscars so that people think that people Yeah, it's tune a good that. song. Okay. Uh Natu Natu from RRR. Must be that big Bollywood mm-hmm. number they got in the middle of that movie.
1: Don't Don't know the song.
0: If anything, this is my one relief of this uh, film is that RRR (laughs) doesn't seem to be making any appearances here. And I did not like that movie. I just thought it was like ridiculous
1: (laughs) and over the top. You're just a grumpy old grumpy boomer.
0: It was just, I mean, it told a story that was maybe a two hour story, but they told it in three hours and nine minutes. (laughs) It was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and yet I couldn't stop watching it. I mean, it was there was a lot going on on the screen, but it was like, I felt like, ah, oh, I think I found your next uh, director for the next Fast and the Furious movie. Right. <laughs> Which, by yeah, the way, it might it, benefit from a Bollywood number. It probably would, actually. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. So, that's where I would be pitching Hollywood. I would just go and, and hire this director for your next uh, either Marvel film or uh, Fast and the Furious all right. And then, I don't know this okay. song at all either. This is a life from everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: Don't know it. Uh, must have been over the end credits.
0: Must have been. All right. Best yeah. production design. Okay. Netflix is having itself a ball with this movie, All oh. Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. This one, I, I don't I know. you got to see this. You kind of have to, man. Uh, best yeah. production design, Avatar, The Way of Water.
1: Yes, is sure, there sets absolutely. on
0: there or is it all CGI? I don't know. It all looked kind of real. It's oh
1: man, the the effects on that movie are just next level.
0: Well, I mean now, I mean maybe audiences too. You gotta go to your next Marvel movie and you're gonna just be like, but why don't the effects look good like they did in Avatar? Because when he yeah. makes a movie like Avatar, you can't go backwards like that. Is that to me? No. That's the that's the way effects should be, right?
1: And and now Marvel just looks like absolute like like the Ant Man trailer was on before Avatar.
0: Yes, it looks terrible.
1: It's it's the quantum mania, whatever, and they're in the quantum zone, so it's like an all CGI world. And compared to Avatar, it
0: just it looks awful. So they're using that text. This is the problem is uh, this is this happened with like when Star Wars came out and changed everything. It took a few years yeah. where other productions were like, Well, we don't know how they did it on Star Wars, so then effects still <laughs> yeah. look bad. And and it was only because ILM was so genius. And I watched that that multi-part documentary on Disney Plus on ILM yeah. is the most fascinating oh, yeah, yeah. thing because you realize, oh my God, this is why the game changed. These are the people and they were the ones every yeah. time and they had to figure out things that just, they didn't know how to figure it out and they did it. And it's kind of like, uh, so they've got that technology they use for the Mandalorian where they have those 360 yeah, yeah, yeah. projections. And because yeah. it's a desert landscape and a Western, it actually works really well on the small screen. Right. Well, Marvel has switched to that for this quantum zone and whatever's oh. going on there, it looks like people standing on a sound stage with a projection in the background.
1: Yes, that's exactly what it looks like.
0: It looks terrible, and yes, meg- and, and,
1: and Avatar does not look like no, that. no.
0: Avatar looks like one of the most amazing effects things I've ever seen. And yeah, <laughs> the uh, problem is that technology. I think it it has still in its infancy and limitations, and uh, that's the problem that Coppola ran into with this Megapolis. He was oh, sold right. on he was sold on that as the visual effects way, and it wasn't working right, and that's why he had to fire his v- VX people and they had to switch to green screen because it wasn't looking real.
1: <laughs> oh, Oh, I didn't realize that's the those that were the details there. That's fascinating.
0: Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, you know, I don't know what the production design on Avatar was, but yeah, sure. Uh, next production design, I think it is pretty amazing. Um, say what you will about the movie, but Babylon. Great production design. Yeah. Based uh, on
1: the trailers, I would say, yeah, yeah was, I, I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty
0: phenomenal. Uh, Elvis, uh, I guess, you know, production design.
1: Uh, I, I, I mean, all of these just seem like Boz Leman always gets these categories.
0: Sure. Um, and this one I actually agree with because I thought the production design was amazing and very authentic was The Fablemans. Yes, I liked that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean avatar are people going to be able to separate you know the production design from the cgi who knows i think babylon it could possibly get a win it's not gonna happen maybe uh, best visual effects. It. <laughs> okay it doesn't matter people, okay, in, the, people in the industry do uh, bi- best visual effects yeah For, from our friends at netflix all quiet on the western front okay okay but that's not gonna win because the winner is the second one on the category is avatar the way water <laughs> <laughs> there's, right i mean there's no way anything else even comes close
1: no there's no there's no I mean,
0: yeah. uh, just hand them yeah, the oscar right now
1: <laughs> just hand them the oscar uh
0: and if uh, it didn't win that would yeah. be a shame
1: because it's like i mean it is mind-blowing it's mind blowing. It totally it, it, it. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It's just absolutely
0: astounding. Like I really I, did I, at times. I it was know. like I I kept was like these people like they're like like I I sometimes I was like are they just in makeup and costumes because <laughs> they look so yeah. real.
1: <laughs> they look so real and and they are. They are never in makeup
0: and costumes. Sometimes I thought they up. were. I swear that some of the shots I was like, oh, I think they just got them in a costume. They're safe. I'm like, but no. they're so realistic. Yeah. It was crazy.
1: Well, and there's that shot that everyone's obsessing over. Oh, yeah. Which um, one's that? It, it, so there's this shot where uh, Sully is going on one of those water creatures for the first time. Yeah. And he's t- tying his hand onto the harness. Yeah. And there's a close-up of his hands uh, a- as he's tying it, and they're in the water, and people are debating whether they just put blue hands in there with a piece of leather or whether it's digital huh. uh, because there's water splashing around. It's a close-up on blue hands. Uh, it would be really easy to do practically, but it's probably digital. But see, anyhow, there's a lot of debate but, over it. But, but see, the, that's but
0: what's so great is you have to have this debate because yeah. you don't know what's real and what's not in this movie.
1: Yeah, and that's it, it, and, and the stuff that you know isn't real uh, also is so realistic that it's. I mean, like you know, those creatures aren't real; those big whale creatures. Uh, but they're totally
0: convincing well it's like it's like this it's a weird analogy but it's like the Muppets the Muppets are so engaging like in the Muppet show that you are completely yeah. forget even if you sometimes see a string or but you forget that they're not a real yeah. thing you just buy that that's a real yeah. like talking living being and that's yeah. what he achieves with the way of water you don't really spend a lot of time thinking that those whale creatures are not real creatures. <laughs> Right, yeah, you totally buy, it. and it's just that is that's
1: a cinematic feat.
0: Yeah, and so I do give I give credit like as a, as in the most amazing you know theme park ride, and for the money, a three hour theme park ride rather than spending the same money for a ten minute one, you know, yeah, it's pretty a- amazing entertainment. I just think that as a film, the story was shitty. But
1: <laughs> yeah, I, we were talking. I was talking to my daughter, ten year old daughter, about this, and she said. She said, "I didn't even think there was a story, like, but like that wasn't a problem for her, right? She just—it's just she just thought she just thought it was entertaining, and she thought, you know, it's great. Not it, it, like don't think about this movie. Just yeah, you won't. <laughs> uh, my older daughter thought about it and uh, hates it.
0: I'm with her. Um, okay, so what what other movies are going to lose to Avatar? The Batman, yes, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever."
1: Yes, which uh, I saw the trailers, and I got to say, it looks like CGI.
0: It does. And then the other movie where maybe there is CGI, but you can't tell because it looks so realistic, and most of it is, is Top Gun Maverick.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, did you see that Mission Impossible trailer before Avatar?
0: They didn't show it. I was so mad. They didn't show it when uh, when I was there. Didn't it's, didn't have it.
1: So it's a little making of trailer. Oh, cool. You know how they do those sometimes? And it's it's like a little behind-the-scenes trailer, but it's all about Tom Cruise riding a motorcycle off a cliff and then base jumping. Oh, that sounds crazy. And and they build this ramp on the side of this cliff, and he literally drives the motorcycle off the cliff, goes off a jump, pulls a parachute, and... Uh, it's it's incredible, and they do it. Uh, they they show it being done. It's all real. It's all Tom Cruise. There's no stunt man. But that's why people pack it in to see it because they want to see real things. Yeah, and it's you know uh, it made me want to see the movie immediately. And the same with Top Gun. You know, they had those little behind the scenes trailers on Top Gun where showing how real this stuff is. And uh, I just think it's you know I love Tom Cruise for doing that.
0: Cool. Well, let's find out. Did Tom Cruise make the cut in the best uh, best lead actor? Oh. Yeah, here we go. That's right. We're getting to the big okay. ones. We're almost done. Uh, Austin Butler for Elvis. Okay. Arguably the best part of the movie. I did think his performance was really good. And if his performance was like Tom Hanks's, this movie would have gotten nominated for nothing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could have easily been like a turkey. And he's the only reason right. that you should go see this movie. And 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 even if, you know, I I think that you should sit through it and watch it is because he is really good. Um, yeah. Another great performance. Glad to see it nominated. Possibly going to be the winner this year. Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Inishirin.
1: I absolutely loved this performance. Uh, I... I've always liked Colin Farrell, kind of, but he did so many crappy movies 20 years ago. I agree. Uh, And, you know, it's like he he showed up in Hollywood and they were like, here's this young, good-looking guy who is a pretty good actor. Let's just put him in a bunch of crappy movies.
0: Yep. And then, you know, uh, he was a party guy and I don't think he made the best decisions.
1: Yeah. And, but I
0: feel like,
1: In Bruges really redeemed him for me.
0: It's where he changed, started turning it around, and then things like being in the lobster, like taking chances, and maybe even being funny a bit.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, he started making some interesting decisions, and this uh, is—he's just fantastic in this movie. It's such uh, a—it's such a difficult character to play, I think, because. He's not that complicated for most of the movie.
0: But then his character is not supposed to be, right? And he's like wrestling with the fact right. that he feels like – I mean, think about it. He's, he's a guy who's really – he cares. Like, he cares about his donkey. Yes. He cares about his sister. Yeah. He is is what they would call him. He's like that nice guy. And he's yeah. being penalized for being a nice guy. For being
1: a nice guy. But he's so uh, – just to play a character who's that nice and that simple, but also has these really sort of deeper complex feelings. Uh, and and he just does so much with his face in this
0: movie. I'm glad and you said that, too. There's a lot of facial movements he does that are great.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's really a fantastic performance. And the two of them together are just, you know even even with their limited screen time, they're so great
0: together. Now here's the next next person is going to get a lot of votes. So I guess it could come down to him or Colin Farrell. Um, I think everybody likes this guy's story too, but uh, I think Colin Farrell might still pull this one out. It's uh, Brendan Frazier for The Whale.
1: Yeah, that I think probably uh, just not as many people have seen it.
0: Yeah, but people people in the Academy have though. They go That's to those true. screenings and stuff. We haven't seen it. I did, of course, yeah. but uh, and and he is great. I mean, you know what? I you can there is a performance beyond the makeup in that, and and I think he, right. I think he's good. I think he deserves nominations. I, I still have one of the actors to see before I can uh, make my okay. personal choice. So the next two uh, that round out the category are surprises in a way. Um, I've been hearing some talk about this. Uh, next actor and I don't agree with it. I finished watching the movie yesterday and I think it's just a dud in my opinion. I don't understand uh, the critical love for it, but Paul Mescal for after son.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it. And I got to say, I'm not, uh, I'm not excited to see it.
0: It's not that good. And I don't think he has that much to do in the movie. I don't understand what the love is. Maybe it's a different generation. That's liking this, uh, I, I just the movie left me kind of cold. I did think it was somewhat okay. interesting. Um, it shot on film. I like that, <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't understand where he, where where people are voting for him. Um, so that's a surprise. And then Bill Nye gets his first nomination for Living. Interesting. I heard it's okay. a great performance. Yeah. So I'm excited wow. to see okay. that um, again. Living. Um, hopefully, catch that soon. Um, yeah, okay, I now. have, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Go ahead. All right. that's it. Anybody surprised it's not in there? Oh, I guess Tom Cruise didn't make it. But again, not a big surprise See, because- I don't think, I mean, you know, it's good. He's Tom Cruise and he carries the movie, but it's not like, you know, I mean, best actor for Top Gun. <laughs> that's a stretch. Well, it's, uh, you know, Tom Cruise
1: uh, has given some performances that I think- are worthy of nominations but this isn't one of them
0: yeah and it doesn't mean it's a bad performance it's just you know i think no, again no. these bloggers getting a little bit uh out of hand going no tom cruise he was snubbed i'm like don't use that word no no
1: not really no.
0: Yeah, except that I-, I thought he was better than paul Mescal, and after son so <laughs> <laughs> well, you know so uh anyways uh now we're on to best lead actress that's how they name the yes. category um Kate blanchett for tar terrible nomination (laughs) no surprise there i mean i really feel like it's a career best she's amazing um the second is anna de Armas for blonde that's a surprise
1: that is a surprise okay
0: now Uh, the performance is great but it's in a terrible terrible movie but it's in a terrible terrible movie yeah and interesting okay. that that wasn't nominated in the makeup category. And I've seen behind the scenes. They did a ton of makeup to make her look like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And uh, she does. She looks like, I mean, she looks just like Marilyn Monroe. She really does. Yeah. But I mean, that, when a movie no, is th- that bad, I, I don't know. get nominated. I
1: thought it was a great performance in the hour of it that I
0: watched. Yeah. And then an hour is plenty. Um, so, you know, it's a surprise she got in there. But I mean, she deserving probably. Okay, here yeah. comes probably the biggest shock of the entire, entire lineup of nominations.
1: Uh-huh. This
0: just shows you the late campaign worked. Andrea Riseborough to Leslie. Oh, man. Can you believe it? It worked. I watched the it half worked. hour of this movie. and It's terrible. It is a terribly cliched bag of crap. Um, eh. So I may have to finish watching it now. <laughs> I I watched an hour of it
1: and maybe a little over an hour and cuz I kept thinking okay well after 30 minutes like th- th- something has to happen with the story there has to be some kind of change there this has to develop in some way and an hour in maybe there's a slight movement in terms of the story doing something um but it is such a horrible You know what it reminded me of was that movie Georgia. Yes, but Jennifer Jason. Yeah, but Jennifer
0: Jason Leigh's amazing in that.
1: Well, no, she no, but just the idea that it's like this very well intentioned indie film about serious issues, and uh, and and it's just all very well intent. And it's like here's a, uh, a a brave performance about alcoholism
0: and. Yeah, I didn't it's buy like, it. I uh, just uh, didn't buy it. It didn't uh, pass the smell test for me. It, it really didn't. And she's great in it. And I love her. I do love Andrea Wright. I was I love her. her. That's why I went right away. I was like, oh, man, Andrea Riceboro. I love her. I can't yeah. wait to watch this. Half hour in, I'm like, I can't watch any more of this. <laughs> no, it's it's really not.
1: It's just not a good movie. And. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, it just one cliche after another, and she's great. But I, but I, ha, I have never seen her not be
0: great. So, so. You know what? This is where if you want an Oscar nomination, I guess you got to campaign for it because somebody who rested on their laurels and let the bloggers just assume that she was going to get nominated did not. And of course, this is where that uh, the diversity crowd has already been raising up a a storm that Viola Davis was not nominated for the Women King.
1: Oh, interest which I haven't seen but apparently is pretty good.
0: I haven't seen it. I do want to check it out, but look at the dearth of nominations, no nominations and yeah. uh, so again, I've also heard that it's not that good from people who've seen it. The problem is it got a hype machine going and it was becoming one of those if you don't dare nominate this movie kind of thing.
1: Well, when I said I thought it sounded pretty good, I didn't mean in a you, you just Oscar thought the
0: stories the story sounded like something you wanted to watch. Yeah. Yeah, so, it
1: sounds like a good entertainment. It doesn't – I at no point did I ever think this was an Oscar-level movie. It just seemed like an entertain entertaining Hollywood movie. But I don't think that cool they story. did their
0: job to try to, like, push it. I think that they thought that the conversation about it was going to get it some nominations. And right. I don't think they really I tried didn't. hard. Yeah. Okay. okay. So are we done with this kind of No, no, no. We got You're, two more to go. Okay. Two more to go. And then we're, okay, almost, we're really almost done. Um, this person – it looks – she she was missing out on a couple of key um, different awards groups. And it was partly oh. her fault for not putting herself in the supporting actress category, which I still think she should have been because she could have probably run away with the award. But now, Michelle Williams did make the cut for The Fablemans. Oh,
1: interest! Oh, wow. She okay. didn't get a SAG
0: nomination and they thought that she right. screwed herself and she wasn't going to get nominated, but she did. Um, and she also didn't get a BAFTA nomination. Uh, and then the rounding out the category, Michelle Yeoh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Okay. That's fantastic. So it's going to come down, I think, to two people, Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh. And the- Yeah. You know, if I was just going on based on performance, all the- ca- I didn't see Andrea Rysborough the entire movie, but based on performance, to me, hands down, Kate Blanchett was the absolute best. Yeah. But a close second would be Michelle Yeoh, and I think there's going to be a real splitting of votes here between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh, and I just don't know who's going to come out on top.
1: I'll tell you who's going to come out on top. Andrea (laughs) Risborough.
0: I think her her campaign (laughs) ended with the nomination. I just don't see her going all the way. Uh,
1: I do. I see her going all the way.
0: I think people love the Michelle Yeoh story. Because it's not – it's not just her campaign.
1: There's been, she's basically gone viral within Hollywood. No, no.
0: I know how this and works. It got nominated and then everyone's now settling in and going, okay, but who are we going to vote for? Kate Blanchett. She already won best actress and supporting actress before. And I think that's going to be against her because even if your performance yeah. is better than those two movies, they're going to be like, but Michelle Yeoh's never won. She'd been not, you know, she'd been around for years and She's great and fun and she, you know, makes fun award speeches. So I actually think she might be the, the, got the edge. Okay. It's definitely going to okay. be one of those two. If, if Andrea Riceboro ends up winning Best Actress, <laughs> that would be the big, biggest shock in Oscar history. Um, okay. So now Best Director. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, because if you get, if you get a best director, I feel like odds are, except that now that they do 10 nominations and stuff, anything right. goes, yeah, people split different. the vote, yeah. but you got to think the five best are the ones that got nominated for director, and they have the best shot. Generally. Martin, Martin yeah. McDonough, the Banshee's of this year, and definitely a contender this year. It, definitely, yeah. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinart, everything, everywhere, all at once. Now I was
1: wondering, are they the first co-directors to be nominated?
0: No. Oh, um, okay. No. Uh Warren Beatty and uh what's his name? Uh the guy he used to Buck always Henry? Yeah. They they were nominated for Heaven Can Wait. Oh, okay, okay. And I feel like there's another pair, but yeah. Um, so no, but I mean it's been a long time and they go as the the Daniels. Um and you know what, I, 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 of course, I was early adopter to this movie. I saw it and I really yeah. liked it. And unlike a couple of uh, persnickety old white men uh, reviewers out there or bloggers that uh, seem to hate this movie, um, I won't really name him by name, Jeffrey Wells. Uh, <laughs> Hollywood Elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> that guys uh, he's like ridiculous. He makes it seem like this is the wokesters movie that everybody that I've talked to in the Academy hates because he doesn't like it. So, he wants to diss right. it every chance. But that's such the wrong – take on this film because i'm i'm in my 50s i saw this film and i thought it was wholly original i thought it had something to say and i thought it understood film history and brought some of that yeah. in and unique perspectives and i didn't see it as some young hip wokester movie at all
1: <laughs> no i didn't either in fact it's kind of uh, you know it's just a family movie
0: um uh- yeah. So, you know, okay. so that, I mean, it, 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 it was a lot of nominations. So it could be a big sweep. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see. Uh, definitely going to get it, got nominated. He's not going to win, maybe outside chance, but I think that uh, a lot of the younger academy just doesn't care. And I know you don't care. But uh, getting his ninth director nomination, Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans. Yeah, I don't see him winning. No. Um, yeah. I think this guy probably should win, but I don't think there's enough love in the academy. Uh, but Todd Field for Tar.
1: Yeah. And I got to say, now that I've seen Banshees of Inish oh. Uh, Inishirin,
0: um,
1: all I'm saying is I believe there's some competition there.
0: I think that there's a lot of love for Banshees, and that could be the. the I mean, you know, it, yeah. it, I don't think there's a runaway here unless everything everywhere all at once runs the table.
1: Right. But yeah, I don't think there's But But I'm saying like, you know, two months ago, Tar was unbeatable, in my opinion. Yeah. Now I feel like there's some competition.
0: I think it's either going to be Banshees or everything everywhere. Um, The fifth nominee, a little bit of a surprise here. uh, Ruben Ostland, Triangle of Sadness.
1: Oh, interesting. That's where the okay. director's
0: branch always throws in one of those foreign yeah. directors at you, you know? Um, yeah. I, and so I kind of uh, – I, I approve of the movie. I like it. I, though I didn't yeah. like the very end, but um, – I did like the movie a lot. And Man, I thought the last it, two minutes of that movie just undermines the whole freaking thing. If he could have found a way to have done something a little different than the last two minutes of the movie, it could have really been one of my favorites of the year. But uh, it's yeah. still a great movie. Um, I, I highly recommend people see it and not know anything about it. If you go in completely cold, it's going to be a real treat. I went in completely
1: cold. It was a real treat except for the last two minutes.
0: So anyways, that was the director. We you want to hear the 10 for best picture? yeah i do okay nah you know what it's with 90 minutes now we're gonna go (laughs) goodbye everybody (laughs) you can figure it out no best picture 10 nominees this year instead of those like things where maybe eight can get in or 10 they decided to go for 10 make make the academy do the work here are your nominees netflix man uh i think the second most nominations of all the movies uh all quiet on the western front Gotta see and that. And that's
1: fascinating that this is not an international film.
0: No, but it is. It won, it got nominated for Best International Picture. Oh, yes, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, so, it and, really and has a lot picture, of love. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, it's a film where people probably are like, oh, isn't that an old movie? This film really right. is great. It, it is definitely powerful. Okay. Uh great movie. You should see it. This is the next film. I don't agree with it, but I also understand it because it is a smash. You can't deny it. Avatar, The Way of Water
1: yeah you know uh, you can't deny it
0: yeah i mean how can you take a movie that's made two billion dollars globally at the box office um and 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 is a technical marvel so yeah. they got 10 they got 10 nominations to play with fine you know i i'm yeah. glad that cameron didn't win best director because i think that he's responsible for the terrible story and bad decisions that are made um but he, it's still a great film as far as technical yeah. now, story-wise yes. terrible uh the banshees of in Definitely a contender Good. for Best Picture. Elvis. I do not agree with this.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, now I really got to watch this. Okay.
0: Well, now it's on the list. So, now you're like, you're stuck with these yeah. 10 movies. And I just uh. I just don't get it. But every year, like, they love those musical biopics. I didn't they like-
1: They do. They love them. They love them. They do.
0: There's something about them. It's like it, it's like they're crack. They just can't stay away from yeah. the pipe. Um, mm-hmm. So, Elvis got nominated- And here's the one that got the most nominations of any movie this year, everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. In the springtime- And it got the most- Yeah, it got the most nominations, like 11 nominations. Uh, It's a film that in the springtime, people loved, critics loved, and they said, oh, it probably has an outsider's chance of getting nominated, but will never. And then it just took hold. Um, Here's a movie that I predict will win zero awards this year- um, it's one of those okay. nice to be nominated, and it seems like they always do that to Spielberg the fablemans nominated, yeah, and that's its award <laughs> uh, yeah, a movie that I really think should be a contender to get the top prize, but probably won't. But I'm glad to see that it got the nominations tar yes, sticking with the T's here, Top Gun Maverick. I actually think it is Excellent. one of the best films of the year, so I think it I it mean, is one of the yeah. You know what? And another thing no, it, credit.
1: It will probably be on my top 10 list along with a few weird ones that no one's ever heard of.
0: If if Top Gun and Avatar hadn't come out this year, box office would have been disastrous. Top Gun totally brought disastrous. people back into the theater like nothing. Yeah. It was the film yeah. that took we got old people back into the theater.
1: Yes. And, and again, Four Quadrant. I mean, these like Top Gun and uh, Avatar are very similar movies. Yeah, except for
0: Top Gun is way better, <laughs> in
1: my opinion. <laughs> well, no, but just in terms of like international appeals, a simple, straightforward story, uh, things people can relate to, you know, that sort of yeah.
0: stuff. And it gave, it gave uh, people something to root for, which they haven't had that in a while, right?
1: Yeah, but, but but both movies do that, right? They give you something to root for and they're fairly simple and straightforward and you can just cheer and they look cool and they're, it's, a, it's a great theatrical experience.
0: <laughs> when I watched Avatar The Way of Water, the only thing I was rooting for by the end was The Bathroom. I couldn't wait to go to the bathroom in that mo- I mean, it was so bad that I could barely stand up. I actually almost thought if it wasn't such a crowded like IMAX theater and I was in the middle, I would have left two minutes before just so I could go to the bathroom. It was that tough. Um, okay. We have two more nominees. Okay. Got a nomination for screenplay. It got a nomination for director. The Triangle of Sadness.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's...
0: Yeah, because I feel like there's real mixed opinions on this movie. Well, you know like, what, though? I, I you didn't see it in the, the – uh, these Academy people, yeah. they all saw it in packed screenings. And I think that when oh. there's certain scenes happen, the place goes crazy. It's a real audience yeah. film, I get,
1: apparently. Well, I can see that. I mean, I no, I, I really like the film, and uh, I, I'm glad that it's getting nominated. I just uh, – yeah. yeah, I find it kind of
0: interesting. It's just a movie that I think – I thought was going to be part of the conversation, but wasn't going to end up seeing on on Oscar yeah. day. So, And then yeah. we have one more movie, which uh, okay. I don't know. It's a little bit of a surprise. I think it's the film that uh, if you're talking to Hollywood Reporter and Variety's diversity reviewer team, they'll ask why wasn't she nominated for Best Director, but Sarah Polly's Women Talking is the last nomination for Best Picture. Oh, okay. No Wakanda forever women talking. Well, I
1: got to say, I'm kind of glad there's no Wakanda forever. Like I I feel like that spot went to avatar and uh, it's a better movie.
0: You saw Wakanda forever.
1: No, but Avatar oh. is a better movie. <laughs> okay, All
0: right. I'm, I am. I am going to see. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to see Wakanda Forever as soon as it's on Disney. But see, that's how far the Marvel brand has fallen for me. Where I no yeah. longer really get excited to see it in the theater. And since I have to make a drive, if my kids wanted to see it, that'd have been a different story. But they are off the right. Marvel the- train. They don't want to get on the Marvel train. I might even be watching Wakanda Forever by myself.
1: Yeah, I well, my older daughter saw it with some friends, and she does not like Marvel anymore. And she said it was it was actually pretty good. It wasn't as bad as she expected. So, so you you were able you know, to that's, you, you didn't have that's high to, praise.
0: You didn't have to return your uh, the Wakanda Forever sweatshirt you got her for Christmas. No,
1: I didn't. No,
0: <laughs> Wakanda Forever, man.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't
0: know um so
1: okay I, so all in all pretty good year i, I can't good complain for when Wolverine. some of the
0: movies i thought were the best got nominated yeah i mean yeah, really i don't
1: see it i don't see anything that i really feel like was snubbed
0: yeah i mean some of my favorite films this year tar banshees of Inisherin, and everything everywhere all at once for me the fablemans i mean they all, got, yeah. they all got nominated, so how can I complain? Yeah. I can't. You can't complain, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's uh, not a performance out there that I got mad that wasn't on there. I mean, all the performances I thought were the best of the year got nominated.
1: Well, if Andrea Riseboro hadn't been nominated, I was going to walk upset.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the first one with C. which I think she was sort of joking, but at the same time, the way that whole thing was structured, it was it was destructured in a way that it was designed to have controversy if there wasn't going to be enough right. inclusion. And thankfully, yeah. I mean, it, and it's good. Look, I I think it's great that we're getting routinely actors of color, um, Asian actors did very well this year, and, and they should. Yeah. I always feel, though, that the performances, the movies should support that. So, the movies should be good. I don't want to see people, um, anybody get a slot just because they're a person that people know um, or if their performance wasn't good. I hate that. Um, And I don't feel like there was any so shocking omissions. Like, oh, yeah, Paul Dano didn't get nominated, but, you know, it wasn't.
1: But, again, not so shocking. No. Like, you only have so many spots and.
0: Like there wasn't some performance that was so amazing and got left off, and people are going to be like talking about how did that person not get? You know, right. it, it, it's not like when uh, Do the Right Thing wasn't nominated, and that right, know, and it yet driving this really, Daisy yeah. wins Best Picture. That's embarrassing. That is just so embarrassing. That's yeah. still embarrassing. It is. So you know, I mean, overall, I think the Academy did well, and because the yeah. nominees are good, I'm excited to watch and see who wins this year.
1: All right, I'm going to go. Will Smith is coming over to my Oscar party. He is. All right.
0: Just don't say anything about his wife. He's
1: not invited. What?
0: said, don't say anything about his wife.
1: Yeah, she's not invited. We don't like bald people here
0: what is with you man you're saying things that I feel like I gotta edit out you're just that's just no no man no 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 it's like you it's like an edge and you can take it to the edge but don't take it past the edge and you took it past the edge again alright I think I gotta get out of here now because we're gonna have our first complaints on the show but uh, anyways uh, everybody a few weeks from now the Oscars will be there and then it starts all over again um, I can't wait okay. to talk to you about other things uh, next time on Stuff we see. Bye-bye. Bye.